0: Hey Boos, welcome to Crime and Spirits, your one-stop shop for handcrafted cocktails, spooky stories, and all things true crime. I am your resident bartender,
1: Suze, and I'll be teaching you all a new drink recipe at the beginning of each of our episodes.
0: And I'm Bree, drinker of the drinks, and I write the stories we tell.
1: So, what should you expect while listening to us? Well, good question. There's going to be some swearing.
0: Oh, a lot of swearing.
1: Probably some rambling. Definitely rambling. And most likely a lot of off-topic pop culture references.
0: We specialize in box Burgers and maybe Always Sunny. Definitely. But what do you want from us? We're going to be drinking. And hopefully you will be too. So come hang out with us each week. And if you want to spend more time with us, check out the description for the link to all of our socials. Let's
1: buckle up buttercups and sip tight. Let's get into it.
0: Hello, welcome back to Crime of Spirits. I'm Brie.
1: And I'm Suze.
0: Hey guys, I hope you're doing okay this week. How are you?
1: Pretty great. It's Living a, the dream.
0: It's been an RA right week.
1: I'm, I'm <laughs> ramping up to my birthday here, so. Yes,
0: yes, we've got a big birthday to celebrate. By the no time thanks. this episode airs, we will have already celebrated. Not once, but twice, technically.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I
0: excited. <laughs> and as true crime fans we're gonna continue to celebrate by talking about murders
1: because honestly it's what we would be doing on a saturday night anyway right
0: (laughs) this is the best way to spend a saturday night just who we are this is how you're spending your sunday please (laughs) all right so we're gonna get into things this week we are going to be discussing the unsolved murders of libby german and abby williams otherwise known as the delphi murders this case is super sad, yet interesting, and I think that that can be contributed to the fact that while there isn't a lot of evidence in this case, what is available was given to authorities pretty much from the victims themselves, mm-hmm. and um, this incident, just it took place just over five years ago, pretty fresh as far as things go, and it's starting to make its way back into the news cycle giving us what seems to be a clearer picture of what may have happened. So, let's get to drinking and true crime talking. What are you teaching us to make today? So,
1: if any of you have heard anything about this case at all you know it's quite a doozy um usually when i'm doing my research like drink wise um i'll have at least an idea in the back of my mind something that relates to the case in some way something that's based on where we're at like geographically wise rabbit
0: hole that you want to go down
1: literally all i had were the facts of this case in my brain like i there was no room for any fun stuff like drink ideas i'm telling you Mm -hmm. what um because of all the eerie stuff that was happening it really like got in my brain so I was at a loss um I started (laughs) with my good friend Mr. Google um and I googled the state drink of Indiana which dun 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 is water in case you were curious
0: I mean that checks out I think I
1: get it you need it to live but I was like well this is for getting us through this case so I then searched for the most requested drink by state. Um, and the apparently the drink for Indiana is mojitos. So tell me if that's true out there, people from Indiana. <laughs> I love that. I have some questions. Right. It's just such a tropical drink. If if you don't know anything about mojitos, it's mint, it's lime, it's rum. It is a little bit of simple syrup. It's just sweet and bright and very It's sort tasty. Yeah.
0: It's a refreshing cocktail, I would say. Yep. I do definitely crave them more like when you said today when you told me that we we were gonna have mojitos i was actually really excited i was like like, it's summertime now let's Mm -hmm. let's do it
1: yep so i um this is how i used to make them back in the day um when i was coming up in the world (laughs) of bartending slash being of drinking age um flavored rums were all the Mm -hmm. jam i know now it's flavored whiskeys it was flavored vodkas there in the middle yep used to be rums they actually used to have i think So we're using Bacardi Limon. It's a lemon-flavored rum. They used to have one that was like some sort of crazy fruit. They called it like dragon (laughs) fruit or something. Oh, yes. But it was
0: strawberry. (laughs) I, mine... My high school Bacardi drink was Bacardi Raz. That's what me and my friends had. I can't look at the bottle Mm -mm. without having like... Bacardi-O here. I'm a survivor of (laughs) Bacardi-O. Right. I should make t-shirts. You know, and when
1: I was at the liquor store looking for Bacardi Limon, bless their hearts, they still make Limon because to me, this is like a staple. Lemon flavored rum, you really can't go wrong with, but... There's no Bacardi Raz, no Bacardi O. I saw Bacardi Pineapple, and I was like, could go either way.
0: I have a picture proof of Jen, former guest on the show and probably soon to be guest again at some point. It's true. Um, I have a picture of her from like my first apartment ever, moved in with a friend of mine from high school, and Jen was over all the time. She basically lived there, and she's literally holding a bottle of Parrot Bay as if it was a baby. And like it's just so funny, like, the connections, because I can't even look at Parrot Bay either without having visceral reactions, <laughs> thanks to how much I drink of it. It's a thing.
1: Just so you know, usually I surprise Brie with the drinks. She doesn't actually know what's yeah. happening before we get into it. It's true. So, mojitos were a pleasant surprise. It was. I was Thank excited. goodness. Um, for those of you that don't know, mojitos, basically, you just mush up some mint, some squeezed lime, If you want to add more fruit, which we're going to do, it's strawberries. Spoiler Mm -hmm. alert. It's amazing. This is what I used to make when I uh, was, you know, 25, front porch sitting, having Uh a good old time. Uh Um, So all you do method-wise, it's a little different because you're making it in the glass that you're drinking out of. Because, again, you have to muddle it. Mm. So you're just mushing it all into the bottom, in essence. I I say mush, but
0: have you ever seen a muddler it's
1: like a torture device it's got little spiky things that go oh
0: well yeah from when i when i bartended for five minutes i had to use that once upon a time mine
1: that i have at home that i can't seem to locate was actually a free gift courtesy of bacardi no Thank you very much. It came with like a free sampler thing.
0: This episode sponsored by Bacardi. <laughs> Just I mean, if they want.
1: <laughs> so what you do is you take your mint, your lime. I would say like 10 leaves of mint, maybe two wedges of lime. Squeeze the lime. Tear the mint. Throw it in. We're using strawberries, so I sliced them up real nice. Throw those in the bottom. Muddle all of that together. Then add in your rum. We're doing two ounces of the Bacardi Limon. Add in one ounce of simple syrup. If you guys don't know what it is by this point in our podcast, I'm really going to have to have a talk with you (laughs) because I cover it kind of a lot. It's easy to make. Just make it at home. Don't buy the crap they sell in the stores. It's got all these additives, and it's four times the price.
0: Yeah, and if for some reason... You're new here, which is cool. Hey, hello, welcome. Um, you can reach out to us on our social medias. We'll have all that like linked below, and Suze will gladly assist you.
1: I got you. It's sugar water, equal parts. Dun, dun, dun. Easy, peasy. Um, so you put all that in the glass. You top it with your ice. Clip your shaker on and give it a shake, shake, shake. Pour it back into your glass. That's literally it. You top it with club soda. That is all. So let us sit tight you give mm-hmm. it a try let me know what you think
0: mm. this is what i wanted out of the mojito mm-hmm. while she may have told me about this one earlier than normal i still have not tried it until this moment and it is fucking great yes i really i like mojitos and i didn't until i learned how to make them and I had to make them relatively often because, mm-hmm. like, for brunch, I feel like in the summer. Yeah. It's like a brunch weirdly, drink. It,
1: it is like a summertime cocktail. Yeah. You see them all over the place in Florida, but up here in Erie, where so, we only get sun three months out of the year,
0: I find it super interesting that indiana is like let's have all the mojitos well and i don't know
1: again this was just a casual google search yeah. so who knows if it's true or not i'm, I'm not sure i'm they're... not putting any factual claim <laughs> on mojitos are the most requested drink in indiana <laughs> it could be pbr <laughs> or choice. whiskey on the rocks but right. this mojitos, what are, us. <laughs> mojitos are fun so they are let's let's sip tight y'all let's get into it Bree, you want to take it away
0: all right so our story begins on in February of 2017. Two young girls go missing the day before Valentine's Day while hiking part of the Delphi Historic Trails. Abigail Williams and Liberty German, who went by Abby and Libby respectively, were the best of friends. By all accounts, the two of them were basically inseparable. In fact, the two had a sleepover the night before they went missing.
1: So Libby was the older of the two she was born on December 27, 2002, which, that's, babies. God, she was so young. They
0: were babies.
1: Um, she was born in Lafayette, Indiana. Her parents were Derek and Carrie, but she was under the care of her paternal grandparents, Becky and Mike. Um, Libby had four siblings, two of whom lived in Kentucky. Um, the other two actually still resided in Delphi. At the time of her disappearance, Libby was in eighth grade. Eighth grade. Um, and attended middle school where she played the alto saxophone in the school band. She was also very active in sports. Um, A few of her favorites were volleyball and soccer. Um, And to top it off, she was an amazing student, uh, kind-hearted, and she was known to leave messages of encouragement to friends, family, and even her teachers, which says all you need to know about this sweet little girl.
0: I read something where her grandmother was quoted, and this... this this was like the first part of little mini research that I did to like deep dive a little bit and the grandmother literally was like I found a note from her in my visor before like I love you thank you for everything you do for me and Kelsey and like to have that now is probably a godsend but also how sad I know it makes me extra sad when spirits like that are gone way too soon for sure because like The world needs more people. Absolutely. We're just kind-hearted and
1: encouraging.
0: Yeah. So, Abby is her BFF. She was born June 23rd, 2003 in Michigan to her mother, Anna. Uh, We couldn't find much regarding Abby's father. Doesn't really seem to be much on him. I would assume that he's not in the picture because he's not mentioned literally at all. Ever. Or he was very adamant about not being mentioned, but I don't know how you can... I don't know how he would
1: Uh, yeah we don't know
0: (laughs) so abby was also in eighth grade at the time of her disappearance and she too attended delphi community middle school where she also played the alto saxophone twinsies um she was also on the school's volleyball team and was she was about to join libby's softball team that year so like i said inseparable
1: absolutely
0: these girls probably did everything together uh She liked riding ATVs and going camping in Michigan with her family. She had a pet cat named Bongo, despite her mother's allergy. There was like a small story where she just begged and begged and begged and begged to have this cat. And her mom was just not having it. And then she caved. And boy, do I know how that is. (laughs) (laughs) All in all, Libby and Abby were just your typical teenage girls who loved to spend time with each other.
1: So this brings us to Sunday, February 12th. 2017 Abby stays the night at Libby's house um they didn't have school the next day and they totally decided to just like live it up uh Libby's older sister Kelsey who lived at the house actually joined the girls for um pizza and movies they stay up way too late sleep in late the next morning um they woke up to pancakes made by Libby's dad Derek which if this doesn't scream like happy life to you like oh
0: this sounds like a great time i love movies Uh,
1: right um so it's but unfortunately for the adults in the house it's still monday morning so uh derek and becky have work to do um becky runs her own appraisal business and works from home basically um she makes a deal with the girls that day if you help me get some filing done i'll pay you and i'll take you shopping right what
0: a sweet deal again Not bad.
1: This just screams, like, idyllic. You know what I mean? Like, not perfect, but, like, super nice.
0: Mm -hmm. It's kind of a nice change of pace in the sense that we're pretty much always talking about really shitty childhood. So, it's kind of nice to cover something that at least has a decent beginning. It's not just doom and gloom. From from the the gate. Yes. But speaking of the doom and gloom, the rest of the afternoon begins to unfold. So... Approximately 1 p.m., the girls finish the filing and they ask for permission to go to the Monin High Bridge Trail. So, this is a local hangout spot for the teens. Um, It was an abandoned railroad bridge. I was going to say, I mean, we grew up.
1: Mine wasn't a railroad bridge, but like we had fields out (laughs) in Fairview or people's backyards, you know.
0: I've definitely gotten drunk in several fields.
1: Been there, been there, also done that. Mm -hmm.
0: Not, yeah. Got the t-shirt. <laughs> so this is, this is a bridge, Abandoned Railroad Bridge. Um, it hasn't been used since, like, I want to say the 80s or something like that that I saw. Um, it crosses over a creek that they that's called Deer Creek. The bridge itself is 853 feet long, and it's over 60 feet above the creek. It's the second highest in Indiana, according to the research that I saw.
1: That's actually real high, I, uh, I yeah. think.
0: I mean... I'm afraid of heights, and I would be less than sure about walking across this bridge. They
1: actually have one in Pennsylvania, not that far away, where the wind actually knocked the trestle down.
0: Oh, that sounds terrifying. But they have an
1: observation deck where you can walk out and just see the trestle laying in the valley. Yeah,
0: that's reassuring. Or if you want (laughs) to
1: hike down, you can go see it.
0: How would you get back up? that's the real question here it's no fun i Mm. didn't mm -mm. i enjoy going for a walk in the woods but like you lost me at hiking Mm -hmm. actual mountain climbing i'm good i don't want to go on abandoned bridges i'm fine i'll stay right where i am um so this was a very popular spot and like libby's family went on the record to say you know we didn't even think twice about letting the girls go They went all the time. In fact, Libby went there often with her older sister. They shared a passion for photography, and that was a place that people... I mean, it's beautiful, according... Like, there's this one website that I'm definitely going to link because it has some really awesome images and, like, maps and things like that that really kind of help you get a feel for everything. And beautiful. Like, beautiful place. I just
1: took it with a grain of salt because i was like as beautiful as it is yeah,
0: 100 percent. so I unfortunately <laughs> had i known before yeah well i don't like i know. don't have any interest in like going and visiting it now i don't i don't really like the idea of going to like the places where like bodies are found like there's people go to like um what's her name elite the chick in the, the i can't even think of it hmm I'm so mad that I can't think of this name. I literally mentioned her this morning. The girl that died in the hotel. She was found at the in the on the roof in the water. Oh no!
1: I don't know. Who at that least it's Islam.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, people like blew it way out into proportion. When chances are, it was like a disturbed girl who got herself into some trouble. But it is a very mysterious case. It's actually really interesting. We'll probably cover it sometime. Chances are good. But these people, these, like, armchair detectives, really make a spectacle out of it by going to, like, visit the scene. And I just, I don't know. I'm interested to go to, like, haunted places and things like that, but, like, actual actual murder scenes, I think I'm good on that. Mm-mm. So while it's a beautiful place, no thank you. Also pass. Hard Pass. So, the girls were given permission to go, ultimately. You know, it was fine. Um, they just needed to find rides to and from. Becky was unavailable to, to work, so Kelsey agreed to take them, but they, she couldn't pick them up. She had plans with friends and had to work later that day. So, Derek, Libby's dad, agreed to pick them up once he was finished with work. He was taking pictures for the Grandma's business. business. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I never found anything about why... The kids were in the grandparents' care, but the dad was still living there, also. So, who knows? Um, there could be a long history there that yeah isn't even
1: worth discussing. It's just not relevant. Uh, obviously, to they were loved and
0: well oh, taken sure. care
1: of. So it's just
0: you know things that make my brain go. I know. Home. Hmm. Um. So what Derek tells Libby and Abby. Is that he would be another couple of hours before he would be able to get there. And he would call or text them when he was driving back into town. And he said that it would be approximately like 3, 3 3.30 that afternoon. But there was no set time. So the girls kind of just got to do whatever until they heard from him. And that's basically where they left that. So this brings us up to about
1: from all description descriptions we've read 1:30 p.m kelsey mm-hmm. libby and abby all head to the trail um we know that the drop-off time was no earlier than 1:38 p.m exactly <laughs> <So
0: specific>.
1: because <laughs> right kelsey received a phone call from her boyfriend while libby and abby were still in the car mm-hmm. um so they're saying kelsey dropped the girls off around 140 um she didn't go to the freedom bridge parking area which is the most commonly used she actually used an entrance that was across from the Mears Farm, which is sort of like an unofficial parking area, which we have those here. It's just oh, for like, sure. Like the Water people Green people pull in there that they yeah. finally put a parking lot
0: in there. Yes, I saw it. It's really <laughs> nice. Now I don't have to, like, basically... push through mud and right. risk your
1: life pulling off the road. Or,
0: like, park my car at Barren and
1: mm-hmm. hope it doesn't get towed. <laughs> right. Um, on the map, the entrance sort of seems to be quite a bit away from each other, but again the sources will be linked it's just google maps and all that kind of crazy stuff um kelsey waits for the girls to get out onto the trail but she doesn't notice anything out of the ordinary, so she leaves because obviously she's got shit to do yeah
0: she's got she's got friends to see work to to be done and also i get it i mean like as a as an older sister like you make sure that they get into the house but what else are you supposed to do
1: well, they're teenagers. Like happened, I mean, you're that. not supposed to hold their hands at this point, I guess.
0: Well, and they seemed like they were very... they were Responsible, very, well-adjusted yeah, girls. Trustworthy. Yeah, And so, yeah, I get it. Damn it. Because I just can't help... As an older sister, I can't help but think about how kelsey feels during all of this because like she was essentially the last one to see that she's very active on social yes. media actually
1: and it's very traumatizing it is to and read the it, things it, she posts it breaks
0: my heart because i can
1: only i can't imagine mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to imagine
0: no, i'm good on that
1: also an older sister here i wouldn't right. want to imagine that
0: <sighs> it's too much so we know for a fact that at approximately 2:05 p.m The girls are on the Monin Bridge thanks to Snapchat. This is something that I think I'm gonna find so interesting about like newer cases because like we're, there's so much more technology now all of the social medias body cams on police officers like part of the reason that chris watts case is so fast is so fascinating is because we got to see him fascinating <laughs> shut up <laughs> we got to see him react in real time uh, absolutely for sure and he did for not take get, getting caught yeah yes that's probably what made it extra interesting so she uploaded a picture at 205 to her stories and then she followed it up with another one this one pictured abby walking along the bridge so we have pretty concrete evidence that the girls were here and when and well and everything was seemingly Seemingly fine fine. at
1: 2 p.m or 205 p.m they were
0: just hanging out taking pictures doing doing snaps so on and so forth typical Teenage girls doing. Love. Did you hear me just say doing? something Bye. I wasn't gonna call you out. <laughs> Let me get my granny pants on here. <laughs> doing the TikToks. Me every time I talk about TikTok. Basically. <laughs> so, three o'clock. Three o'clock rolls around, and Derek tries to get in touch with his daughter, but she doesn't answer his phone call. He arrives on scene just a few minutes later, and he doesn't see them anywhere. He tries calling Libby again, but to no avail. He immediately thinks something is up and goes looking for them. Good for him. This is like the one time that where I'm like, like, yes, finally <laughs> somebody was paying attention to these children. Like, oh shit, this is weird. <laughs> There's a spider in my office, and <laughs> I saw you checking. We're for just it. trying to keep <laughs> eyes on him. He's right behind. We me. We need to make sure that he. He might be looking at me. The understanding that he needs to stay up there. Um, but what I really appreciate is just that. He immediately was like, "Oh shit! There's definitely something wrong." Like I think it just speaks to how the girls were, and so he, you know, begins searching and searching. By three thirty, Derek was like, "Fuck this!" He starts ringing the alarm. He calls his mom, the girls' gran- grandmother, both Becky and Libby's aunt. Her uh, it's Aunt Tara start calling and texting Libby relentlessly, and they receive nothing in response.
1: Which, from what I've deciphered from my research, is not normal, because usually either of the girls would answer, like, immediately. Or right. you figure your phone's always in your hand, you know what I mean? Exactly. Even now, I'm old, and my phone is always in my hand or where I can see it, mm-hmm. so it's like you have no excuse, really, unless something's wrong, or... You're asleep, which happens well, to especially a
0: in a situation where you know, you know, it's the time that you have to go meet dad. Like, I know as a kid, I was like, okay, if my grandma said she was going to be here at this time, then I need to be standing outside 20 minutes before she gets there. Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, I'd say like 10, but well, yes, you yeah. have to be ready. I'm an anxious for them child. to pull up. <laughs> um, So, by 4 p.m., uh, Aunt Tara's on her way to the trails. Becky is trying to get in touch with Libby's sister and grandfather, as well as Abby's mother. Uh, at some point, Libby's uncle Cody comes into play, and he too joins in the search. Uh, the family is basically just trying everything they can to find the girls, just searching and combing mm-hmm. over every part of the trails. Yeah, they basically slash started like, the town. I yeah. mean, because just in case they may have left the trails and gone to town or done whatever. Like,
0: I actually read somewhere, if I remember correctly, that when when Becky and Cody, I want to say, finally made their way to the trails themselves before they left they basically tried to strategize like okay if the girls started walking home what would be their most Mm -hmm. likely course and let's drive that way on the off chance like and that's what you want to happen that's like your best case scenario well
1: for all intents and purposes from what i read these girls grew up here yeah they knew these trails they knew the area so they're really there was nothing like I mean, yes, it was high. Right. But there were trails that led down to the creek underneath. It wasn't like... Wasn't, my first thought would be like they both leapt off the bridge or... Right. You know what I mean? Something like that. Well, they were careful, been,
0: responsible girls, like... And it's not even a site that was known for that. Like It's right. something if it's a site that, like, is known for that to be, like, a thing that happens. But that wasn't the case. This was a privately owned, abandoned railroad bridge that... The public just got to use, like, un- there was like an unspoken contract. Yep. It was just basically public property at that point.
1: Which, uh, so the family, I guess they also all knew the trails because they spend up to a half an hour, if not more, yelling for the girls while walking all of the mm-hmm. trails. Um, at one point, Kelsey ends up at the southeast end of the bridge with her uncle Cody and she tries to call Libby's cell phone. She believes that the call went through, now this is weird, she believes the call went through because she heard it ring on her end, but she couldn't hear anything in the woods. So she reasoned that if Libby was near, she would have been able to hear the phone ringing.
0: Right. Which I get. The only other, I mean, the unfortunate part of that thought process is there's also, you know, a handful of other things that could explain that, like the person who committed this horrible horrible crime had their cell phone and silenced it or her body was on top of it or something you know tragic nefarious happening um i but at that moment you're just going to try everything that you can well
1: and here's here's the big kick in the butt i'm all for like legal processes and Mm -hmm. stuff but when becky tries to get in touch with at&t to ping libby's phone um, they refuse due to yeah. legal reasons. I don't know what what kind of legality they have with a unaccompanied missing minor.
0: Right. And you would assume that... Maybe any...
1: because she wasn't technically filed as missing yet. But or... from what I'm
0: understanding, even after the fact, they weren't able to... They were able to get, like, phone records and stuff, mm-hmm. but police involvement had to be there. And unfortunately, I read somewhere, too, that... Um, the cell phones were pinging all over the place due to the fact that there was several cell towers like in the area, so well, it wasn't it, even it really is helpful. sort of in
1: a valley,
0: right? So, but still,
1: I stand on the principle that that's but poopy. Could you
0: imagine <laughs> just how
1: frustrating that? No. I get frustrated don't get me started on customer service with cell phone companies <laughs> oh no <laughs> anyways back to the story um so finally the family calls police it's it's 5:20, which i mean that that's literally two hours later mm-hmm. that's not even that that right. that long that they waited um and if they officially file a missing persons report um a few minutes after the phone call is made Anna Abby's money mother Abby's money (laughs) Abby's mother finally gets back to Becky Becky fills her in and Anna agrees to meet everybody at the station because to me it was like just a contingent of people going Mm -hmm. to the in my opinion the sheriff's station
0: right I don't I don't like from what I
1: read Delphi is not like a gigantic like small town town vibes Mm -hmm. kind of like not
0: super small where there's only one light but you know,
1: right? But still, not like everybody's. New York City. Everybody knows almost everybody. I mm-hmm. feel, in my opinion,
0: anyways. And that's the thing that like is so scary about cases like this, because as we're gonna see, you know, there's a good chance that it's somebody who dun, dun, is dun. familiar right with the area. I feel like you'd have to be to be to navigate this area alone, just from looking at the maps. With like you said, the valleys and. Like the creek there's like several there's different heights of water in the creek and all that kind of stuff you'd have to be at least familiar
1: semi-familiar with it. with it just
0: to even be a casual hiker or like some people. crazy woodsman
1: kind of person uh, there are those out there yeah.
0: so by 6 p.m only three hours later which i'm just i'm i have to say i'm so impressed with how fast everything happened
1: for once, literally, I've never looked at a case. I've never researched a case and been like, oh, my God, thank you. Yeah. But in this instance, I was like, if these girls were going to be found, these people were going to find them. I feel
0: like they really just did everything as right as they could. which Absolutely. is Absolutely. Nice, it's just a nice it's change It's <laughs> Sadly <laughs> yeah. refreshing. So by 6 p.m., massive search is put into motion. Family and friends of the victims got the word out about what was happening, and a ton of people showed up to help cover the wooded area. Social media posts galore. Because I I do
1: actually remember hearing about this when it happened, because I remember hearing in the morning, or in the afternoon, like evening time, that they were looking for them. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal. I'm fairly
0: certain that we did exactly what we're doing now. (laughs) We Five years ago. I feel as though we did. Yeah, Chatting about it, but At that time, it was, you know, happening and unfolding in front of us. So, Delphi's finest, both the police and fire department, as well as concerned locals, comb the area until midnight. And, unfortunately, come up with nothing. The official search picks back up in the morning. Um, Several family members continue to search throughout the night. Which, to me, is kind of important when we see how things unfold. Because it's just... It's kinda crazy that they didn't find anything, to be honest.
1: Well they so the official search I'm gonna assume is some sort of grid search, but Mm -hmm. also with trees and gullies and creeks, it definitely complicates it. It's not a cornfield where it's flat and organized. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of all over the place.
0: And it's just such a huge Also that it's a
1: very expansive area, yeah.
0: It's it's insane. So they officially call off the search at midnight. They go back the next morning with family members kind of sprinkled in when they shouldn't technically have been there, in between. And at approximately 12.15, the next day, two bodies were found on private property that was about 50 feet from the shore of Deer Creek. Volunteers followed a set of footprints that led them to that particular area.
1: So... (laughs) <laughs> mm. the police hold a press conference which i will say the police in this case i think did the right thing they held a lot of details very close to the vest mm-hmm. so there was not a lot of information out there as far as what comes after this point um just as a it's like asterisk it's a, it's like to trickle, it i guess
0: it's like trickle in almost like we get nuggets of information over the course of time, and I get it. They don't want to compromise any future trials by sure. mishandling the investigation. And again, it's really fucking refreshing to hear that because usually you have police officers just bungling their way Mucking through things up and then to trying
1: to solve it, it later. Out. Yeah, and,
0: and <clears throat> I don't understand that thought process. And I mean, I'm nobody important, but. Um,
1: so, that afternoon, they do hold a press conference. They also do confirm that two bodies were found, um, but they did not know who they were at that time. I mean...
0: Yeah. It wasn't confirmed, I guess, is a better way yes. to put it. Everybody, I feel like they
1: did, but they did not know. Knew, but... Um, autopsies were being done the next day, which if you know anything about how the process goes, that's really expediting Mm -hmm. it. It normally takes a while. Oh my God. Um, the, once completed, the Indiana State Police hold a second press conference with the Carroll County Sheriff's Department. They do in fact confirm that the two bodies belong to Libby and Abby, um, and that the case was now being treated as a double homicide. So god bless these poor little girls dear god um uh, we're gonna start getting through the investigation process which like i said it's sort of just sprinkled with information that sort of like comes out little by little Mm -hmm. um we're gonna start covering the evidence and talking about the people of interest in this case which just seem to be cropping up all over the place lately and lately meaning like today here and now 2022
0: because as of as of right now this is a unsolved case correct but they have been diligently working for the last five years to try to figure this out so we're going to start on february 15th 2017 this is just what i was gonna
1: say that's like either the day or two days after they went
0: missing the day before 13th yeah so two days so the police begin circulating a still image it is a grainy photograph
1: I do recommend that you Google it. Yes. It is slightly terrifying.
0: I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I definitely put it in here somewhere so I'll be able to find it. But I'm going to link this website that I found that just details everything so nicely and beautifully. And they have the pictures. They have the police scanner things that we're going to talk about. Like, they have all of the things. So it'll be a really good visual for you. And, again, we'll make sure that it's linked for you as well. So this grainy photograph was um, a Caucasian male, hands in pockets of blue jeans, head down with hats and a dark blue jacket. He appears to be walking on the rail towards the girls. Now, this individual was reportedly seen on the bridge near where the girls were killed. Police named this unknown man as the prime suspect. Makes sense. Checks out.
1: Right. Proximity, timing, the fact that this image was found on...
0: Right. Mm -hmm. As Suze is about to tell us, this image was found on Libby's phone. Because a week later, we find out that there is a video recording and an audio recording. Possibly the same. I think maybe they just released it separately.
1: I do believe that they broke it up into just the voice component versus the video. And then also still photos. They
0: always word it in a weird way that made me wonder how that kind of worked. But regardless, we have... A video recording of this man walking behind them. We don't see that quite yet. They only release the still at this point. But they do release an audio snippet.
1: And that's what, like a week later?
0: Yep, February 22nd. Um, It includes the voice of the suspect. And this is honestly, it gives me chills. And I I know what's coming. The audio is slightly muffled and says, down the hill.
1: It says like it's like guys down the hill, and I've listened mm-hmm. to it probably forty-seven times, and it still does not fail to very, scare the shit muffled, out of me.
0: But it's it's clear, it's there. Oh, for sure. Like, and it's just oh my god, I'm getting goosebumps. It's just it's terrifying to know that that is.
1: You it's know. terrifying to adult women. So just imagine if you were fourteen-year-old right. girl being so.
0: told that by a strange man. So the police kind of were able to gather that Libby most likely began recording in secret, um, almost as if they were kind of, like, uncomfortable. Like, they obviously could tell that this guy was following them. And um, somebody had claimed that the audio kind of went from them being obviously uncomfortable, having, like, their typical teenage girl talk, to just them recording.
1: Well, and also, we should note that this recording takes place on the railroad trestle itself because mm-hmm. when I watched the video I was like oh this guy's like a weird hunchback or something yeah. but then I read the comments and it was like well he had to adjust how he was walking because of the railroad like ties right. like to get around it so yeah. it's not as though they could just sprint away right Cause Cause they in were on the bridge. In the, yes, it was rough terrain. Well,
0: and it would have been, you know, again, your fight or flight instinct kicks in, and I'm sure these girls—they're
1: responsible, sweet, kind-hearted right. little curls—and they
0: probably, you know, had some inkling that they needed to be cool. It's kind of like when we talked about Samantha Koenig. Like, right, you have to pick what you think the path of least resistance is going to be, and and hope that you're right. So the police also confirmed that other evidence from the phone was found, but that nothing, but nothing else, was going to be released because they didn't want to compromise the investigation. Which basically just means that if they keep more information close to the chest, they'll be able to confirm the suspect a lot easier because it won't be as easy. This information will not be as easily found, and that is very reasonable. That's to me.
1: so smart. Finally, right?
0: for once. So, the they do they do tell reporters that the attack itself was not recorded. Thank God. And they also offer up a reward for any kind of information and they offered $41,000, which seems like an odd number to me, but you know.
1: Well, I'm going to assume it's Donations from the community in addition to law enforcement, in addition to you know just another
0: one of those things that made my brain go Forty one thousand. Interesting. (laughs) So a few months later, June seventeenth, a composite sketch gets released. And he is named as a person of prime interest. This was a sketch that was drawn by the police force, like their sketch artist, and it was based on information from a handful of witnesses that just were walking the trail that day. Didn't necessarily see the girls, but they were there and were able to talk about other people they had seen. And um, it was a certain hiker that was on the trails the the day the girls disappeared. Which, you'll have that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they say that eyewitness testimony is the least reliable.
1: I always think in my head, if, even if I'm in a car accident or something like that, I'm like, I would not remember any of this.
0: I don't remember most of my like day the day before, so...
1: I try very hard to look at people and remember their faces, but also, like, I do that for a living, so I, I can't rely on my memory. I, I don't think. So See, I think it's amazing that they've yeah. come this far.
0: I'm likely to remember... Like, if I see your face and then see it again later, I'll likely remember that I have seen you, but I will never remember your name. I mean, you remember how many times did I have to ask you bar regulars' names? That's true. That literally I would have full-blown conversations with. We knew, like, details about each other's lives. Could not remember their names. I still don't know their names.
1: I'm still a bartender, and that still happens to me. I mean, but it's it fine. I'll remember better. what you drink and
0: you eat. So
1: right, that's I got what, you. That's boo. the important
0: thing. <laughs>
1: um, so moving forward, we're now in 2019. It's April 22nd. Uh, the state police are holding a press conference um, detailing the investigation is going in a new direction. That's with air quotes Quote, around unquote. it, right? Um, police release a short video recording of the suspect, which. It was the video the original grainy still was taken from, but now they're just releasing the whole thing. Um, They're also releasing an extended version of the audio in which the suspect utters the word guys before down the hill. Guys, down the hill. Uh, Mm -hmm. Chills. Every time. They also have a new sketch in hand. Um, This image was to replace the previous sketch. The official reason given, quote... As the investigation has progressed, information has been continuously reviewed and examined, and this sketch more accurately depicts the face of the suspect from the video recorded on Liberty German's cell phone while she and Abigail were on the high bridge, end quote. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. It does. I mean, the more they talk to people and, like, fine-tune stuff, I do get that, definitely. Well, and
0: even in two years, I mean, I'm sure it would take time to try to break down the video and try to like zoom in and do whatever it is that they can do with commuter. I know it's not perfect.
1: I just envision Penelope Garcia zooming in mm and zooming
0: out. Zooming in. It's not an episode of Crime and Spirits. We don't talk about criminal (laughs) not. My boyfriend called us out. It's it's sort of our thing. Um
1: whatever. I'm not
0: mad about it. It's Um, a good reference. (laughs) I I mean all
1: all fictional things have to start somewhere factual. Mm -hmm. So I'm not upset about it. Um, So a news bulletin that is released shortly after this press conference helps to clarify the sketch situation. Uh, They basically just reiterated to the public that these sketches were of two separate people And that the first sketch should be ignored as they were no longer looking for that man. So, perhaps it could have been like a transient or somebody just out hiking or blah, blah, blah. It's very
0: reminiscent of this whole COVID thing that we just went through because, God forbid, new information gets introduced. The people go k It's Ain't that the truth? Well, because, I mean, from what I read, like, several people were like, how all of a sudden is there this new sketch and this new thing? Like, sometimes information changes. Sometimes you're able to look into things in a different way or whatever fucking happened. We're not the investigators. We don't know.
1: Also, I don't know what the witnesses psychological places are. Right. Maybe they realized something that they hadn't thought of before. What if they
0: were on mushrooms hiking the trail? He had a limp.
1: He had one eye. I don't know. It could, it could be, be anything. Literally, literally. Anything. he could have changed
0: hats. We wouldn't have known.
1: Um also, if you're out hiking, I don't know about you, I carry backpack, not for a change of clothes or a disguise, but for like water and yeah, crap for like that. Yeah, all the
0: things that I need while But you there. don't know.
1: Um, so this new suspect was described to have a youthful appearance, but mm-hmm. could be in his 30s. Age range given was 20s to late 30s, which in my opinion could literally be anyone. So he's
0: an adult, is right. what you're telling he's me. He's a grown-up person. Awesome.
1: Uh, he is clean-shaven um investigators did warn the community that the suspect may be hiding in plain sight and that it was likely someone they are familiar with from the surrounding area which we surmised from their knowledge of the area itself that trails and you
0: find it to be true more often than not i feel like i just feel in a lot of situations um there, it, when there's rough terrains and things like that involved, it's generally somebody who's familiar with it or is at least skilled in oh, sure. whatever is necessary to be in that terrain. So, I mean, that makes sense to me.
1: Um, police also reveal news of a vehicle parked at an abandoned building off Hoosier Heartland Highway, which just gets me every time. Every I, time. I watch a show called The Middle on repeat. It's syndicated mm-hmm. now, but it takes place in indiana and it makes me laugh all day every day but
0: that sounds so familiar they shop
1: at the frugal hoosier they're okay. basically like a poor family who's in it um ray romano's oh, wife mm-hmm. from everybody loves raymond yep. and the janitor from yeah
0: i was just thinking of the janitor <laughs> they're the mom and dad he's always yeah. going to be the janitor forever.
1: it's really cute but anyways that's what hoosier makes me think oh, okay of. Um, So, this building that is abandoned was the former child services offices. This car was parked there between noon and 5 p.m. on the actual day of the murders, which to me is just suspicious in itself. Um, Police announce that uh, it's the driver of the car that they're looking for, and they describe him as a Caucasian male. Again, just... You could be anyone, bro. A Caucasian male weighing between one hundred eighty and two hundred pounds, standing between five foot six and five foot eight.
0: We are looking for an average looking individual who is white and wears a blue coat. Right. That's that's what we got. Blue. Which I mean to know. He both wears of jeans and a blue coat.
1: I I mean, given no information, uh, if you're going to perpetrate a crime, this person picked a perfect spot because there's literally no cameras, no lighting, no anything. mm -hmm. He ain't stupid.
0: So this is going to take us to the disposal site, essentially. Um, Authorities suspect that initial contact between the girls and the suspect took place on the southeast end, end of the bridge. Um, Like towards the end of the bridge where it becomes a trail again essentially so kind of like where the bridge ends and then like dirt and gravel and all the things meet Uh, the authorities do not disclose the exact location of where the bodies were found which duh Um, they also claim at this time that they do not know if that location was also where the homicide took place which will Um, come into play later and this location is not the same as the initial point of contact so according to the police the site was half a mile from the end of the bridge across the deer creek and what was technically private property there was allegedly a set of footprints that led volunteers to the area assuming a direct path was made from the two points um the suspect needed the girls to go quote down the hill and crossed the shallow part of the creek the girls were found on just like on the opposite side essentially so we don't know for sure that's the path that was taken but based on what the police saw um from the video recording and kind of just where everything lines up i was gonna
1: say with the video plus forensics mm -hmm, equals this theory basically i think there's
0: no real way to confirm it obviously but this is the most likely scenario
1: um, so here I have a direct direct, direct <laughs> quote from, <laughs> from Becky in a Fox 59 article, quote, he saw something, he could not figure out what it was. There were two deer standing up there. As he looked up to see what it was, that is, when he saw them, they were lying in the grass between a group of trees deep in the woods, end quote. Sad. That's just take a minute guys um it was really hard to find any kind of physical evidence at the scene for them and then for us to also find any information about right. it um keep in mind the space is used as a public property for all intents and purposes yeah. like yes they were found on private property but it was literally across the creek from yeah
0: and also feet. that's not that that's not that far i have
1: heard there is a rule with water you cannot possess water you can't possess oceans you can't possess creeks so mm. creeks belong to everybody it's the prop it's the land on each side
0: so likely the side they were found on was private the side that they found i mean technically the bridge trails and all that stuff was privately owned also but
1: they allowed the public in yeah, there
0: so okay i see that makes sense so that's a lot of sense
1: and also, tromping through the water does get rid of some forensic mm-hmm. stuff. Even if it's a shallow creek, yeah, it still it makes a difference. Um, we did find a website that has a couple of recorded clips from police scanners. Um, we will link them. I'm not going to read it. But yeah, I
0: don't really know how to pronounce it. I'm going to be completely honest. So you should definitely
1: <laughs> listen to it yourself.
0: It's... It's... It, you know, it's one of those things, like we kind of said, it's morbidly interesting. You know, whenever there's something that we could hear or see for ourselves, I always like to do so because I like to make as unbiased as an opinion as I can in these situations.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, one of them does state that girls' clothing was found in the search. Um, another speaks to finding a cigarette butt in the water that was less than two or three days old, which could have been nothing. It could be something.
0: And they kind of alluded to that. If you do listen to the police scanner clips, make sure your volume's up a little bit, and I kind of had to, like, press on my headphones to, like, really focus, and it's it's a little quiet because, you know, it's a police scanner, but it's there, and if you listen for it, you'll hear it.
1: I grew up with them. My grandpa had one in the kitchen at his house, I was but at- it a it, thing in the 90s because he was a vol- well he was a volunteer firefighter okay,
0: well, he has a legitimate excuse <laughs> my family did not they were not just, to,
1: just to get the news before everybody it else it was so weird they
0: had like my family was like real into like cbs they oh. had like nicknames like their handles and it's stuff. a handle my yeah. mom had like a t-shirt that had like all their friends names it was like a whole thing like it i don't get it
1: i have some questions
0: for i had lots of questions mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i got zero answers
1: um so back back to the story um as we said before um libby's sister kelsey is pretty vocal still on social mm-hmm. media um she spoke to the infamous indie podcast about her experiences she said and i quote and somebody yelled that they had found a shoe and when they had found the shoe, they had asked what kind of shoes the girls were wearing and they yelled out the type of shoe that Libby was wearing. So I yelled down and told them that. I just quote. found
0: it I found that particular quote interesting out of the few that I, I had to choose from because I think it spoke to the way that the search was set up. Like it was, you know, kind of obvious that there's groups of people that are like communicating almost through telephone. Right. And had to like share information.
1: Well again, so when people search, usually it's a grid search. Mm-hmm. But if it's a valley, I feel like you'd have to do like mid point yeah. like upper, mid and then lower. One points. of the other
0: quotes was kind of her saying that they broke everybody up into like two big groups and then broke that group into like smaller groups. So like she said that she was <sighs> she didn't say she was getting frustrated but I like assumed she would be because I would have gotten frustrated but she they were even looking places where like she knows there's no way that girls would have gone there but you don't know what this other person you don't know what this person's intent was
1: well so you don't know it doesn't really matter there was a I believe she was a doctor out in California or somewhere she died because she stepped on the wrong point in, near a waterfall and oh, the earth caved yeah. in on her and it suffocated That's her. That's
0: one of like my irrational fears. So you you
1: truly never know I guess mm-hmm. with the wild big wild outdoors but when still and all. When
0: I was getting ready to go to Florida to meet my aunt for the first time my mom. That's
1: a whole another story guys.
0: <laughs> my mom was genuinely scared because there was sinkholes popping up in Florida fucking everywhere when this was happening and she was like you're gonna go down a sinkhole and then I was like oh my god she's right I am gonna
1: you're not i didn't you're not gonna drive into a sinkhole no
0: i didn't drive anywhere
1: standing i could see could be an issue for sure it's just one of those
0: irrational fears that i have that like definitely could happen but probably won't you never know that's what i'm saying Uh (laughs) that's my whole point (laughs) so we're gonna keep all this information in mind and we're gonna go over the men that police looked at i would like to know there, Please,
1: note, very hard.
0: <laughs> there haven't been any official suspects named, just people of interest. And it's really important. We watched a thing um, by a, a YouTube channel. His journal. name,
1: Ken Mains. it's yes. called Unsolved No More.
0: Which we'll get into more of what we watched a little bit later. But um, he made a really good point about naming suspects, like naming people as suspects before they actually are. And so I'm glad that I wrote this to emphasize it because he made a point. You, shouldn't, you should not condemn somebody to a life of being known as a suspect in a murder until you are sure that they are very likely to be a suspect in a murder
1: unfortunately for these men coming up they did a lot of other horrible these ones
0: deserved it
1: (laughs) but there are instances and he did bring up if you ever want to get on youtube and check out ken Mains, i would definitely recommend it i'm very impressed i'm enthralled with him
0: subscribing um
1: but yeah, it, I get it. You shouldn't name somebody as a suspect right. and be like murderer, and then that <laughs> if if they're proved not to be, that just stays the public, with them their whole life. If
0: we've learned one thing in our several episodes we've done now, it's that the public cannot be trusted. It's <laughs> we, we cannot we be really trusted. Can't. We're horrible. With We're especially the worst. with the internet. No,
1: God, the internet. <laughs> well, and and honestly, this case is like one that just is completely intertwined with like internet and social media and all that that.
0: which we're just going to see more of so i mean i guess we'll see how things go ugh (laughs) so the first i think it's the first two uh men that we are going to be discussing these were um post release of the first sketch so earlier on in the, the timeline of things First guy was named Daniel Nations. Now, he was homeless at the time of the murders, um, but he maintained his check-ins because he was a registered sex offender residing, not residing, I guess, technically, in Indiana. He was floating around in, was Indiana. There in Indiana. He was there in Indiana. He was arrested in Colorado, Woodland Park, September of 2017. You guys, he was charged... He was charged with threatening strangers on a trail with a hatchet. Because what? (laughs) Like, that... You want to talk about some rage. Mm. So, when police were called about this hatchet-wielding man among the woods... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> police baton <noticed>. wielding <laughs>
1: homeless man. Like, dear God, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> what is happening? Police noticed that his vehicle had expired Indiana plates, and so that's a real big red flag for police officers. And when they ran the plates, they discovered that there was an outstanding warrant from Indiana because he was also because he uh, failure he failed to register as a sex offender. So. On top of that, he was also a person of interest in a murder involving a fatally shot bicyclist. The reason being, this took place on the same trail where he was doing all of his hatchet shit. So, he was in the right place at the right time, so to speak.
1: And also, very clearly, not right in the head.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This... Not okay. So, this really fueled public speculation, and as we've discovered public can't be trusted the police wouldn't disclose details despite the many similarities and that is a direct quote from a news article that the sketch and this man held now his wife spoke out regarding all of this which i found super interesting and she agreed her husband
1: that he had a wife or that she spoke (laughs) out because i have some questions about why he's homeless wielding hatchets if he's got a wife
0: well probably because he was supposed to register as a sex offender because i mean she might have been wife in like legality but not in actuality so they definitely she didn't want to go on the record necessarily saying whether or not she thought he was capable she didn't want to think he was capable of it no one would ever
1: want to think that
0: but she also knew that her husband was into like some shady shit but she did say that she had a sonogram that day But she just couldn't remember if he was with her. But she made a point to say that he did go to several appointments with her. And she drove him to his check-in during, like, all of this as well. So it wasn't super clear. But it looked like he very well could have had a very solid alibi. But he still was being looked at until early February of 2018. And then he was no longer considered a person of interest. It was announced by police and official...
1: Which brings us to Charles Eldridge. Um, He's arrested in Union City, Indiana, which we have one of those in PA. Hey, we do. We
0: do.
1: On January eighth, two thousand nineteen, he was caught, and this is where I say, like, obviously, some of these men were up to no good. I'm not right saying they committed murder, but I'm saying maybe they're not cool. Right. He was caught during a sting operation. He thought he was meeting a thirteen. 13 year old girl um and instead found a police officer
0: so this guy can fuck right off
1: um and he's charged with molestation and child solicitation like off the bat because obviously You set it up, bro.
0: He was literally trying to go have sex with a teenager because He's fucking gross. Mm. Um, He
1: wasn't considered a person of interest until his mugshot was released to the public, where... Hence. Of course, people saw the similarities between his appearance and the original sketch. Um, He's gross. Mm -hmm. Like, so gross. He's not even, like, a tiny bit ashamed that he... Has even gone as far as to admit that he's had several encounters yeah. with children, children I, and as I read under it, 13.
0: It was almost like he was proud of it.
1: Like wearing it like as a badge of honor.
0: I, I, it made me feel icky. Um,
1: however, there is no clear link or evidence that would have connected him to Abby and Libby's murders. He just had a creepy
0: appearance, apparently. Yeah, it just <laughs> seemed like this was one of those things where, again, the public went kind of, they need to stop trusting us with information. <laughs> Also, though, this man is gross, and he
1: should just be in jail.
0: Yeah. I mean, thank, if God you're proud of it, thank God for undercover officers, because they really, they're the real MVPs here. So, this brings us to the release of the second sketch. mm mm-hmm. um, First guy up on our list is named Paul Etter. He was named a suspect on July 23rd, 2019. That is the day before Mark's birthday. We were, we were doing birthday shenanigans. I can guarantee it. He was wanted in Tippecanoe County.
1: Tippecanoe, I that's really, so cute. I know.
0: Can, can we just like, go there? Yeah. Small town vacation. Vibes? We can go canoeing. Ooh, I prefer kayak, but I'm here for it. That's fine. Um, he was wanted for kidnapping and raping a 26 year old woman. Um, that event took place on June 22nd. Um, He is dead. He died suicide by cop after a five-hour standoff. So there was, I couldn't find very much about details, but from what I was able to kind of, like, gather and put together from context clues, he got, like, they figured out he was the one that, you know, committed this kidnapping and rape, and then they found him, standoff for five hours, and then he pretty much walked out to an ambush. It's kind of how I read it.
1: Well, no, he knew they were out there, and he was like, "I'd rather die than go to jail," mm-hmm. is what I think. Yeah, like personally. suicide by a cop kind yes. of thing. Like he made
0: the choice. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of that like is the a, a conscious choice. Because mm-hmm. I mean, after five hours, what are you gonna do, bro? Mm. They're not going anywhere. I mean, for real. So the thing about Paul is that he more closely resembled the first sketch, so police weren't really sold on him in the first place since um and since by this point they were no look, longer looking for the previous sketch i mean
1: and that could have been him out on the trails nobody will ever know you know what i mean right, exactly but he's no longer the suspect of interest or whatever
0: right because you know as we remember at that point we were no longer looking for the man the who first, was the first
1: sketch. sketch um so this brings us to thomas bruce uh
0: this fucking
1: guy i really don't like this guy guys (laughs) um so he's a former pastor strike one charged with fatally shooting one woman and sexually assaulting two more women so here's the deets he held them at gunpoint ordered them into the back room of a religious supplies shop of all things this is the thing that makes Mm -hmm. me so mad Mm -hmm. like he's Mm -hmm. just being the worst (laughs) like talk about taking religion and Mm, fucking it up right
0: honestly
1: um all of this i should note happens in broad daylight uh it happens on november 19th 2018 uh his stature was similar to the most current suspect description that the police had at that time um this man wore a flat cap a navy blue jacket during the attack and it's similar to what we saw in the photograph which to my, in my opinion, you know what a flat cap is? It's one of the, mm-hmm.
0: like, newsboy
1: kind of things. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so Interesting. I, I could see it. Um, police did look into his potential involvement but they never actually announced anything concrete uh, and he was eventually charged mm-hmm. with... <laughs> God bless it. The justice system is just getting it right here. They... Charge him with no less than seventeen felony counts, and he could potentially receive the death penalty. I do believe that case is actually still going through litigation.
0: Yeah, I couldn't find because I think he's
1: somehow trying to fight it, even
0: though it. Right. In the notes for the episode, I literally in caps wrote Happen in broad daylight." Because what, bro? Also, like-
1: broad daylight in a religious store, and you're a former pastor. Think- I am
0: concerned. I don't particularly care for organized religion, but, like, this was a huge FU well, to yeah. the whole thing. And, like, I just, it, it may, I don't know why it just makes it Rude. feel extra icky. Ugh.
1: I, it does, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. 17 felony counts. So we'll, I, if we hear of anything, I did, I may or may not, I may or may not be setting up Google alerts for a bunch of shit, just so I can make sure that I, like, staying up on things. So if something pops up, we'll let you guys know. Absolutely. anybody cares. Please. I am curious to know if he gets convicted or not. So, next up on our list of awful men.
1: I hate this guy. It's going
0: to bring us to... So much. James Bryant Chadwell II. Now,
1: that name. So, when I was doing the research, I... Because this is more up-to-date information, and I Mm -hmm. Googled it, and then I Googled his photo, and then I read the articles associated with it, and it is just... You talk about a piece of motherfucking work. Yeah. This guy is no fucks given a motherfucking piece of work.
0: I was on the phone with Jen when I was kind of finishing things up here. And I'm click-clacking away on my keyboard. And I'm literally talking out loud. Like, she was talking to her kids about something. And I was just talking out loud about this. And she, like, caught part of it. And she's like, ew, that's really gross. Hideous. So, this... (sighs) piece of human garbage was named as a new person of interest on April 27th, 2021.
1: Oh, that's my mom's birthday. Hey mom.
0: Oh, hey. <laughs> so, just a year ago, you know, so this Literally. Is, like you said, this is a very this is still a very active case. Um, he was a 42-year-old laid-off welder from Lafayette, Indiana. This piece of human garbage was accused of kidnapping and attempted murder in the case of a nine-year-old girl. Nine. She was nine. This makes me want to... How did he lure his neighbor into Mm -hmm. his home? Under the guise that she could pet his dogs. What nine-year-old's going to be like, no, no. To be fair, he...
1: I've actually seen social media pictures of the dogs. They're beautiful dogs. I'm sure they were. They're like pretty little pit bull, like nice little The best part
0: of my job is when animals come through the drive-thru and I get to be like, look at those really cute animals. And sometimes we give them cups of whipped cream and it's great. Takes away from the madness for 30 seconds. <laughs> so, but that's kind of my point. What nine year old is not going to see a cute dog it's and be like, let he me put that? fuck him. So, after she was reported missing, she was found chained up and beaten in his basement. Chained up. She had strangulation marks around her neck. Why? Because he's human garbage. He allegedly tried to drown his own brother as a child so he's also a psychopath i did
1: so one of the articles i read it was his brother that he tried to kill and i think his dad or some another male relative were like he needs to be locked up he's a danger to society not not himself literally everybody else in the world and i was like around us oh no
0: I feel like when you have parents that are fully committed to understanding that their children are capable of dangerous things, like, you really should listen because most parents are in denial about that kind of shit, which I'm sure if I were to have human children, I would feel the same way.
1: Oh, my cat is perfect and wonderful, and he can do no wrong, even though he's really fat and sharp. It's not his fault.
0: He is very sharp and strong. And strong. He's very strong. I have
1: heard from Uncle Mark. He's very strong.
0: <laughs> he almost took out the dude's nerves in his fingers. <laughs> Oops. A little bit. That's okay. Mark went back for more. It's his own fault. He loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy was in and out of jail ever since his teen years, and he's got tattoos all over. And this is my favorite part, is that he's got rebellious tatted across his chest, because that's what rebellious people do. No, that's not They have to announce it on their chest. The real fucked up this is the cherry on top of a really awful This is what actually
1: creeped me out the most, I think.
0: Honestly, there is a portrait tattooed on his arm and it bears an uncanny resemblance to Libby. I didn't see pictures, but this is what all the like accounts have. I think
1: so it was like Cause I know I saw it and I was like it might could be, but it was like one of his booking photos. Cause especially for like serious criminals like this, they take pictures of your tattoos.
0: Oh yeah, for like gang related purposes well, and all that kind of stuff, and just and, for
1: reference purposes. Yeah, identification, and I was like,
0: identification. I don't.
1: I I don't know. I I thought I saw it and I was like I could I could see the resemblance, but.
0: If we can find it between now and when this episode gets published, We'd be we will posting that also shit. post that. And, again, we're not saying he's
1: a person of interest or a suspect even. Yeah. We're just saying he's a really shitty human, so. Yeah.
0: And also, I'd be very curious to see. I just, these people well, deserve justice, and so.
1: He's going to be in jail for a very long time Good. for what he did to his neighbor, at the Bye. very least, so. What? Um, buy because the other just as an asterisk uh point of interest they have not talked about any sort of dna evidence correct Mm -hmm. so i'd be curious to see if they're going to try and match anything they have found that they haven't released
0: yeah well and as we'll get into in a hot minute here there very well might be information that we don't have
1: it's true. Um, so this brings us up to the very last suspect. This, this is,
0: is the wild one, in my opinion. Like, the, it's... I think it's the
1: newest and the weirdest. Mm-hmm. Like, it could go yes. either way. Um, I agree. It's quote-unquote Anthony Schatz. I quote that because it's just a profile name. It was used from 2016 to 2017. Um, police actually began looking for the person behind this name on December 9th. 2021 so that's what it that was
0: like six months ago
1: uh, i was gonna say it but also that's five years removed from the crime mm-hmm. itself um police believe that the person behind the screen name could be involved um the profile has been confirmed since to belong to a 27 27 <sighs> year old man named keegan anthony klein again he's not guilty but mm, ick um, he's from Peru, Indiana. He's actually currently in jail. You want to guess why?
0: Ooh, tell us.
1: Um, it's for 30 alleged crimes, including child solicitation for sexual intercourse and obstruction of justice.
0: Why? Why are there so many men out here who want to have sex with children? I don't fucking get it. It's so gross uh-uh. to me
1: y'all are wrong if you're I listening
0: you're wrong particularly care for you <laughs>
1: um so apparently <clears throat> he set up this fake social media account plus more he used photos that belong to an unknown male model um i think who has since been they were like oh you didn't have anything to do with that yeah. this poor man was himself being used as like a catfish tool yeah, basically um, this Anthony Schatz portrayed himself as being super wealthy. He had lots of sports cars. Um, it was basically used to just catfish these underage victims. Um, which, here's where it gets like, I, I'm like, oh, it can't get any grocer <laughs> And then, like, it does because these poor children slash girls would be encouraged to send nude photos slash their dresses slash set up in-person meetings with somebody they only knew over the internet and thought to be a supermodel for all intents and purposes. There
0: was a whole TV show about this. Remember To Catch a Predator? Yes. Kind of like? Yo, know, my grandma would sit me down and be like, okay, you need to watch this because you need to know <laughs> about the terrors of the internet. And it terrified me.
1: I... Fear the internet, yes, for sure, for personal reasons <laughs> that I won't quite delve into yet. But That's, I don't trust it. The
0: internet, is you, a great can pr- tool, you can you can present also
1: you can present a facade that is not you at all. Oh, yeah, be it masking your depression, be it masking your parent Who pedophilia, you yeah. um, be it you know what I mean, just making up Literally, a whole anything. other gender or city or oh.
0: anything you can be anything <sighs> anything anybody that you want to be and i mean we all watched catfish it was on mtv for years
1: i did not watch it i refuse because oh. i hate it it's horrible it is horrible
0: i it's one of those things kind of like true crime to me it's like i'm morbidly fascinated by the people behind it like what they're but it was always disappointing like it was always really sad like oh sometimes some of them are like i'm just bored other people were like i'm so insecure with myself that i couldn't bring myself to be honest which that sucks that you feel that way but also you suck for lying it i can't condone that kind of thing. it was a guilty pleasure i it Uh, was a guilty pleasure for a few years i will say i haven't watched it in quite a long time but good i don't really watch you know i don't watch anything but bob's burgers and always sunny at this point in my life <laughs> you don't have anything to worry about
1: bob's burgers golden girls true mm, crime yes i have my priorities <laughs> um so this uh Anth- or keegan anthony klein he's first interviewed in february of 2017 uh allegedly he had a plan to meet up with libby the day he died
0: because what yeah
1: right um so actually a true crime podcast called murder sheet obtained a transcript of the police interviews with him um in which he admitted to using the anthony shots quote-unquote uh profile while talking with libby he also failed a polygraph um, and also um, revealed that police believe multiple people were accessing this account due to the varied language and word usage, which right. to me, that's a, that's got to be a ring.
0: Yeah, or, right? or this particular person was well versed in how to mask things, because it's also not that difficult to get private, like IP, like IP addresses to get private, you know, all this information I feel like it wouldn't be a stretch for them to use a different vernacular when typing in a chat room I'm not trying to be weird I just think a small homegrown sex ring in Indiana would oh for sure I'm not I don't doubt that be called
1: Anthony shots
0: oh yeah No that um however and
1: again we're not obviously we're not pointing fingers because Klein does deny that he killed the girls he also uh, however Deleted his Snapchat and Instagram accounts.
0: Which is sketchy. He also, this is what gets me.
1: <laughs> he searched online, quote, how long does DNA last, end quote. Um, but, again, police will not reveal which for the life of me, I am so thankful that they will not reveal yeah. detailed information. They will not reveal whether or not Abby or Libby communicated directly with the Anthony Schatz profile. So,
0: well, and I also, I think that's a yeah. big
1: kudos to them. I think
0: it's a tactic on their part, and I also, I know that a lot of states I don't know about Indiana, for sure. I should have looked this up, but I know in PA, for sure, there is a law that prohibits police from relaying information when the victim and or suspect are minors. So that also could play a role as well. Cause you know, they we recently had that issue at a local high school. Yeah. And a lot of people were really frustrated that they weren't giving out information about the student who was injured. Um, like they were really frustrated that they weren't getting any information as to his status or what really happened or any information about their suspect and a lot of people at work even I was like you guys they can't like they literally cannot it's it's they're minors
1: just this case to me screams there is more we will not know until they convict someone for these murders
0: yeah. it's either that it's going to reach a point at which they're just like you know what let's just put our cards on the table and because see what happens. i
1: honestly think there is more information to it
0: in the, so here is this is going to bring us back to our little youtube session we had earlier um so that that podcast murder sheet that Sue mentioned um, i haven't listened to them or anything but i watched the interview that they spoke about this well, I was kind of upset because I feel as though they proceeded with
1: this information like without following the proper channels. Oh, one hundred
0: percent. They just sort
1: of blasted it onto their episode and that made me feel percent. some type of way. So
0: basically it's a married couple from what I understand. I think one of them's a lawyer and one of them's a journalist. So they have access to channels that like you and I can only dream they, of. They
1: should know better.
0: Right. <clears throat> but again, I don't know how I don't know how the rules work. If it's posted to the internet, maybe it's technically free game because it shouldn't have been. Right. And that's kind of the thing that's here too. So from what I understood, he had essentially, like, a Google alert set up on a specific site um, in relation to um, anything to this case, pretty much. So, two things popped up for them. This transcript of the interview with Anthony Schatz, quote-unquote, and then a search warrant that was written March 17th, 2017. Ah, the search warrant. So... When the search warrant came to surface, they, they basically said that they saw this, they got the alert, they immediately went and checked, and then when they went to go back to the website, for whatever reason, it was gone within an hour. So it was definitely posted by mistake. It had to have been, right? Like Yes, that would be my assumption. Right. By first
1: thought would not be to be like let's just proceed
0: i think that's probably but the journalist in the in the relationship because i feel like they probably have a completely different thought process than you you're missing I. it i'm
1: mildly rolling my eyes mildly
0: well <laughs> no i get it no i totally understand what they you're played saying. this
1: case so close to the vest for five years right. now i i feel as though they're making headway it's mm-hmm. just
0: now at first i was really disappointed also but after watching gir- gir- a gir- short gir- episode of Unsolved No More. Um, Kenneth Mains. He spoke about this search warrant. He basically broke it down for us. He's a former um, police officer, or some sort of. Und- he's an undercover.
1: Horseman. He, I think, used to be a marine, but yes. he works for worked.
0: For I'm the super police. happy that we just that I discovered him like by accident. He's he very, inter- very interesting. He's very
1: knowledgeable too, and he basically just went through and broke the search yeah. warrant down like bit by bit.
0: So he he came to the conclusion that this is not a bombshell. However, it does clarify a couple of things so first of all he basically described he he explained to us why you would want a search warrant in the first place right so the girls bodies were found on private property so you could go and ask for consent to search and if you have nothing to do with the crime you're likely to give consent cool whatever the problem with just having consent and not going through the groundwork of getting a search warrant is that if you go to trial and let's just say you find something damning on that property, that person who owns the property can then claim that they made the decision to consent under duress.
1: Because like, oh, all these big FBI people and like mm-hmm. dogs and flashlights and it would guns be. and even uh, if you're innocent,
0: that I would have a full-blown panic attack. Even you know. So, I, so basically, what he was saying is.
1: He recommended, uh, so what you want to do is find probable cause because Mm -hmm. that's foolproof. If you can say, I want to search Ronald Logan's property, uh, here is X, Y, and Z, why I think this would be necessary, the judge would sign off on it in in a minute.
0: Right. And then if you do find something, you can use that safely with you know assurance that it won't get thrown out in court. he
1: said it's quote unquote foolproof
0: yeah if you get if you get the search warrant then you have the right to be there because you know he, he made the point you're going into somebody's private dwelling
1: but they also he also made the point it's like you're going into the person's house and their daily life and you're looking for x y and z if you mm-hmm. find a b and c you can't take that right. as evidence that doesn't count It could be a bloody hatchet or whatever, you know what I mean? But if it's not X, Y, and Z, then you can't really take that to court with you.
0: Yes, which is why writing a search warrant is so important to be specific. And also, you have to be specific and broad at the same time. So, basically, that's why the FBI agent who wrote the search warrant was doing what they were doing so the gentleman ron ron logan that is the owner of the property the girls were found on correct he, he gave, is
1: currently deceased by the way yeah
0: which, currently and forevermore deceased yeah but he's not he's not coming back he just right died even.
1: at the end of january oh really that's literally five months ago yeah long so, at all hmm
0: so, this guy gave them an untrue alibi. What was it? He said that... Rude.
1: He said he went to an aquarium shop in Lafayette, and then before that even happened, his cousin was like, oh, well, he called me and wanted me to say that I took him to this aquarium shop in Lafayette, and that was before the crime was even discovered to be, like, a murder.
0: hmm
1: So, right. it's not guilty, but it's shady.
0: Right, because as um, Kenneth made the point, it could have been something as simple as he was driving without a license and didn't want to get caught. He made a very good point in saying that just because a search warrant gets executed on a person does not automatically mean that they are guilty. It is often used as a tactic to eliminate suspects as well. Right. So just things to keep in mind. So this FBI agent... ...is looking for a few things. One thing that they mention... ...and this is kind of where we get into... ...slightly new information, I think? I think. There was a large amount of blood... ...where the girls were found. And they basically said something... ...along the lines of... ...due to the victim's wounds... ...there would definitely be... ...blood on the perpetrator's clothes. Now this doesn't... ...necessarily indicate any type of weapon... But he said, like, with his experience, he would, be, he would infer and, and educate, make an educated guess that it was a stabbing.
1: And he did say that could be inferred from the language. He said, and he had a good point. He's like, if you're shooting someone from a distance, you're not going to have large amounts of blood on you. Because the search warrant was specific to the perpetrator would have a large amount of blood on themselves slash their clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're strangling somebody, obviously,
0: you're not blood wouldn't know. be
1: an issue. But
0: basically, I mean, like gunshot wounds can get messy, but he said in the the verbiage used in the search warrant led would lead him to believe, as you know, somebody in law enforcement, that it was a stabbing. Um, another thing that was stated in the search warrant was that two articles of clothing from one of the girls. Just the one. Was missing. And the thing that really got me was that that is likely to. That likely speaks to the fact that that girl, whichever one had the missing articles, was the target. And of the he. Attack.
1: Again, this is all supposition. Yeah, speculation based off
0: his experience.
1: We don't know anything, but we watched the videos, and I can honestly say, like, if articles of clothing were taken, it had to have been a trophy, right? Right.
0: Now, you know, he did say that, like, it could just have been, you know, lost during whatever happened
1: they were in the shallow part of the creek though i can't imagine clothing being like ripped down the rapids right in a small part of the
0: creek exactly and that's kind of where he was going he was like you know you're putting all the pieces of the puzzle together to make a bigger picture um the warrant also stated that it appeared as if the bodies had been moved and or staged and
1: he did have a good point with this he said if there's a lot of blood loss in the place where you die which i mean not to be weird but just think about it yeah lay down on your back do whatever blows your hair back Mm -hmm. so when you die you just sort of fall there especially with something kind of tragic and catastrophic like this and he had a good point he's like if you see somebody with their hands clasped in prayer or their arms and legs spread wide open he's like that doesn't that's not how you naturally pass away from your injuries he
0: called it an unnatural death yes i made sure to write that down because that term seemed
1: because it's very true though so so somebody and he said like the dragging Or the moving, the moving was probably dragging. I think is what he Mm -hmm. said because they could tell that like things had been disturbed. Yeah, because
0: leaves and Mm -hmm. you know things like that. I just,
1: I just for the life of me don't know how you would stab two girls to death while one of them just.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's what he, he said. Like if he was reading this, he would surmise that they were killed in that same spot, but moved. And then staged. He, he you know, specified it doesn't necessarily mean that there's a specific pose or anything that they did. Or
1: he said, I think, a signature because he didn't want anybody to assume it was like a serial killer. Because like,
0: it doesn't appear to be. There are some serial name. killers
1: that have to pose their victims. Right. Like, it is weird, but it is a thing. So. Right.
0: They also spoke to the video. So the full video was 43 seconds long. The public has seen less than two seconds of it, which I mean, trust me, I don't really feel like we need to see more.
1: I don't, I don't want to see it. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm really good the on the two
1: seconds I saw were traumatizing enough. Just
0: because you know what's coming, it's, it's, it makes me feel icky. It looks
1: evil. Mm-hmm. Also, there's that.
0: So the video confirmed that there was this man following them on the and Bridge. What really got to this guy was that there was no evidence of a struggle or a fight. And he said that that doesn't mesh well with his theory. And I didn't get a chance to watch his original video. So we're going to go back and watch it. But...
1: To me, no visible signs of a struggle or fight meant getting the girls down the hill to the creek. That's how I
0: took it, too.
1: But, again, there was a lost shoe, which Kelsey said during the um, search or whatever search and recovery so it's one of those things that i just you don't know
0: right and ultimately they capped off the search warrant with the phrase you know we have reason to believe he had um like he there's a probable chance of him being the one responsible for murder and basically They said that because of him lying about his alibi, that he, it is reasonable to assume he had knowledge of the crime, which is not a leap in my opinion. All of this makes sense. Now, unfortunately, we don't know what the result of, was of this search warrant. We don't know anything that happened after the fact. This was not meant to be in our hands, but I also don't think that it is, I don't think that it explains too much. If anything, it just gives us a more clear picture of what happened to these poor girls.
1: I just completely understand why the Indiana State Police held it so close to the vest Mm -hmm. because I get that it's a really traumatizing. They're really trying to
0: solve it too. That's and they are
1: and 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 shout out y'all. They're still working at it. They still have an active tip line. Mm -hmm. We will link all of that stuff in the episode, but. They're really trying to solve this, and I hope they do. I, I do hope they too. figure it out.
0: I, I I'm too. glad they're
1: not busting some really horrible oh, sure. child pedophiles in I the was, way, but
0: I was going to say like it's not often I can say that there's like a silver lining to things, but it does seem as if like you said they're they're getting some really terrible men off the streets in the process. I don't know if it's just happy circumstance or what but I'm happy it's happening regardless I just
1: feel like Libby and Abby deserve
0: they do
1: they deserve this kind of closure their mm-hmm. families do because you can tell like through the search and their their when they were missing and everything their families really actually cared about them yeah. and it's very sadly rare in our line of work at least with this mm-hmm. that families care about their children so
0: yeah it's true props well, to you guys anytime, too like I I don't generally enjoy learning. Well, not even learning. I don't generally enjoy getting super involved and emotionally invested in unsolved cases because there's no there's no closure. Oh no!
1: I'm like hella invested in this. <laughs> I will see I mean, it through till the well. end.
0: I mean, one of one of the cases that's the nearest and dearest to my heart is an unsolved case, technically speaking. You know, the disappearance of Susan Powell is mm-hmm. something that I will go to my grave yelling and screaming about and we are definitely gonna have to cover her in very much detail we will but generally speaking i don't particularly care i like closure i like things to be tied up in a bow whether it's not always neat and tidy but there's an end and i hate that the girls we still don't know
1: i just and there's so many threads to this case mm-hmm. like the anthony shots it might be that homeless transient person right. it might there might could be a thousand explanations but we won't know until we actually know so yeah
0: all we know is that they went missing and then less than 24 hours later they showed up dead
1: and as a we're hoping for the best
0: yeah for sure we are. So, that's that, guys. Super fun one, I know. But with it cropping back up in the news cycles, we definitely wanted to uh, cover it, and we wanted to keep bring... it up.
1: Keep it up in the public eye, mm-hmm. at least, in our circle of four people.
0: <laughs> well, it's kind of like when I met, when we talked about his Keys. you know, like, he didn't deserve to stay anonymous, and I think that we're doing disservice to his many victims to kind of honor his wishes even if it's just unintentional right same thing kind of here like it it needs to be discussed it needs to be talked about these girls deserve their justice the families deserve their closure and i Um, hope i really hope they get it someday it could just be one tip yeah one tip out there it's crazier things in life have happened you know it just takes one moment one person As we said, they have an
1: active tip line. We'll also link that. On social medias mm and
0: in the description for you guys. So, speaking of, we'll make sure that you know all of that good stuff. So, social medias. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, and we're on Facebook. We will eventually get on TikTok, but you guys, I barely know how to make reels. We don't know how
1: to do that. I'm figuring it out. If you want to help us make TikToks,
0: hit hit us up, (laughs) y'all. If you know how to do it come teach me
1: or we're just gonna do weird old lady dances from now until forever I'm, so your choice
0: <laughs> i'm not really mad about it so on twitter you can find us at crime and nope crime spirits, crime spirits, spirits pod. pod. i usually do the other two first on instagram and facebook we are at crime and spirits pod um we announce all of our like shopping list for the drinks on fridays for usually the- we're sometimes
1: bad about it
0: (laughs) i know hey we only one time so far we're working on it again learning how to use social media we're gonna schedule things it's gonna get better but that's where we post like the shopping list so on fridays you'll know what you need for sundays if you are drinking along with us and hey if you are if you make the drink tag us let us know um come hang out and we'd love to hear from you and yeah do you have anything to say to the people Soups? that's it y'all Thanks for listening, and we appreciate you. Sip tight, y'all. Love you, bye.